You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for our Forces of Destiny recap. I'm your host, Cassie Sketch, and today we are talking Season 2, Episode 11 of Forces of Destiny, which is one of my favorites, if not my favorite, which is art history. Um, we'll get into it later, but as you guys know, you know, I kind of have a little bit of a, a soft spot when it comes to uh, these characters, and especially this time period, so I'm excited uh, to get into this episode and talk about maybe where else we may see some things that are going on in this episode later on. Um, little thoughts about that. Um, of course, we're going to talk about news. First and foremost on a lot of people's minds are that they are doing reshoots for Rise of Skywalker um, and every time somebody hears something about reshoots they flip <laughs> but every major movie has had reshoots you know and every Star Wars movie that's come in the last what five years has had reshoots and you know despite what you may think of certain ones I don't think I've heard anybody who says that all of them are bad and none of them have any merit um, although I have heard a lot of people you know We've talked about this in the past, not liking uh, new things, but regardless of what you have to say with that, every movie is reshoots, and I think we are all by now uh, versed enough in what goes on in the production of these films. Um, even though much is kept hidden from the us, we, we, we understand what reshoots mean, and it's just that they got into editing and they had to cut some things out, and then other things didn't make sense because they had to cut these things out so that it go back and add a couple things in to make everything make sense. That's how it works. And I think we all know this by now. There's just that vocal minority that we've always talked about who, oh man, they're doing reshoots. That means they totally messed it up and it's gonna be awful. They, we all know this. <laughs> um, it's just how it goes and we talk about it uh, nearly every episode here, um, just about that group of people um we know it's nothing to be worried about um and so it's not really news I just thought we would get in there and for anybody who may have forgotten you know deep down you know deep breaths we have seen this before and it's not anything that's abnormal um 
it's happened with every movie um anyway moving on we have a couple things to talk about uh not a whole lot with all of them but you know we have comic con coming up this weekend um we have d23 uh next month and then all the way you know in a year plus from now uh we have star wars celebration anaheim uh which the only news we have with that obviously it's so early ahead is that tickets were sold out um very very quickly um little teenager here living at home and me um waiting for my mom uh to order tickets because um that's just one of those things that i guess a mother loves you for um and i was waiting for my mom to order the tickets and they sold out way quicker than i thought they would and so as of right now i am not going to uh celebration anaheim um we're trying to find me tickets online and everybody knows how this works you know these secondhand ticket companies are going to snatch everything up uh right at the beginning and sell them back later for a higher price um so it's, it's tickets are sold out officially but we again all kind of know how this works um so i'm hoping to get in there this uh this coming year um because i had such a great time uh this this year I won't be able to be there for long. I have some, uh, I already have commitments, um, that Friday and that Monday, unfortunately. Um, so I'm currently trying to figure out, uh, how I would manage it, but it's a, it's a big bucket list thing. I gotta, I gotta be there next year. Um, and that's really, I mean, a little bit of a personal story there, but they sold out fast. I mean, I think four day passes were gone in an hour or two. I don't know exact the exact numbers, but I remember getting notifications the entire day. Four day passes are 90% sold out, you know, getting that fear fire lit under you to go get your tickets um so if you haven't gotten tickets for that yet you know we all know that that's not a that's not that big of a problem but you're not getting them straight from lucasfilm which could be problematic uh moving forward uh i've heard horror stories of tickets getting mixed up um because of one of these secondhand ticket buying sites um hopefully that happens to nobody hopefully you know everything works out but for anybody who was just as slow as I was you know we have that to look forward to so fingers crossed everybody good luck um next up we're talking d23 which is in august um not a whole ton of news about what's going on there um I imagine um that we're going to be getting a second trailer at d23 um there is not a whole ton slated for Star Wars at Comic-Con, which I'll get into here in a second, um, which leads me to believe if we're going to get a trailer in the next uh, few months, you know, before fall rolls in, which I think we will, um, but I've said this before, um, it will probably be at D23, um, but there is going to be a Mandalorian sneak peek at D23, which I am really excited to hear about. Um, I was really unfortunate at Star Wars Celebration this year that I didn't get into that panel to see the trailer. Um, really upset about that one. There's nothing like sitting at the food court of Star Wars Celebration watching the live stream of a panel that's going on across the street. Anyway, um, and then they cut off for the trailer and I'm like, ah, man, like they should have something overhead, like showing this panel so I can see it. But 
there's there there's got to be some reason they don't hire me <laughs> so but we're getting that Mandalorian sneak peek um I'm assuming it'll be the first episode or two like they've done in the past with uh Rebels um so <laughs> if anybody is headed to D23 let me know how that goes um I will be in the middle of moving <laughs> on August 23rd so that's going to be not a time that I'm checking my phone, uh, really, to be checking up on what is going on um, in the Star Wars universe. So, uh, and then last, we have a little bit to talk about about Comic-Con, uh, which, like I said, is happening this weekend. There is not a whole ton of things that are going to be Star Wars uh, hanging out there. Um, in the past, there hasn't been either, um, I think, because, well, I know because they're saving everything for D23 or some other event uh, where they've been known to give us little tidbits of information. Most of the things that have been uh, advertised, at least at Comic-Con, um, have been mainly around consumerist products. And, you know, these are the writers of the books. They'll sign your books. Here are all our new toys. But that's what a con is. Um, <laughs> which I can't fault it for. You know, it's San Diego Comic-Con week. I kind of expect a little bit more uh, when it comes to that, but in in the very depth of it, you know, Comic-Con is for collectors uh, and that's what they're doing. So everything's gonna be about collectibles and not as much about movies, uh, even though, you know, for things outside of Star Wars, that's not quite the case. You know, there's plenty of information and things coming out at Comic-Con. It's just Star Wars does things differently, um, but they can, you know, they're, they're kind of allowed to do that. Um, and giving information at Comic-Con, I don't think would be the best way to get that information out. Um, it could kind of get buried under some other things. Um, Although there is one thing happening at Comic-Con. Um, they'll be displaying uh, different trooper designs throughout the years and apparently unveiling a new Sith trooper, which they said they're unveiling it there, but every article I read about it, um, it was just a stormtrooper that was red. There might've been different uh, irregularities with the armor <laughs> that um, I didn't notice because, you know, it was kind of, there weren't great pictures of it, you know, there were little pictures of a, of a, um, action figure, but saying they're gonna unveil something and then having pictures of it, whether or not those pictures are real or just a, um, example of something we might see, uh, I'm leaning towards, uh, that was kind of the announcement of what we're getting, and I don't, I don't remember whether or not we did see these troopers in the trailer, um, I do know that the moment I saw it, I was like, wait, I've seen that before. And then I realized, oh, of course we saw Major Von Reg. Major Von Reg in uh, Star Wars Resistance who was wearing um, a similarly shaded uh, suit of armor, um, which begs the question of, you know, is this... Uh, he died, obviously, on Ka he died on Castellan, but is this in some way related to him? And maybe, Will, is there a squad of troopers that are 
he came from or were previously under his command that we're going to get to see um, in The Rise of Skywalker? Um, or is it just a coincidence? <laughs> um, I, you know, when they said Sith Troopers, that's what it reads as. It says Sith Trooper. You know, I wanted to think KOTOR armor, um, kind of playing, playing that angle. Um, because th those are Sith Troopers as I know them. And I would, I would love to see that if, you know, this picture that they have shown is somehow not, uh, what it is, but I think, you know, it's not. I I wanted, it would have been nice to see something more resembling, uh, you know, the Old Republic Sith Troopers uh, when they come in here to this, especially if we are slated to have some sort of uh, Old Republic project coming up, and I think that'd be a great way to tie it in, but like I said earlier, I'm not the one calling the shots, but if somebody wants to give me a job, hit me up. But, you know, the ma major thing with that is they're selling those action figures um, at Comic-Con. And that is uh, a part of, that's why they're uh, unveiling these, I think, is to get that out of the way so that, you know, they can sell these at Force Friday, on Force, Force Friday, um, and it not be, you know, this big, big deal. Um, and of course, they're exclusives to Comic-Con right now, but I imagine there will be different iterations um, coming forward in the next few months once we get um, we get products coming out from the next movie. And along with that, you know, whatever is coming out with The Mandalorian and uh, Resistance and with uh, The Clone Wars. <laughs> everything that's coming out in the next couple months, which, uh, can, I had, like, kind of blanked on it for a little while, um, I kind of just forgot about, like, oh yeah, there's a, like, butt-ton of Star Wars coming up that we've got to look forward to, um, so, you know, we'll probably get those then, but not as much now, so we'll get more of that then, I'm sure, but obviously it is being unveiled at um at comic-con um even though again like i said there's pictures up on uh, the star wars website um again whether or not these are red herrings or if that's what it is um i mean it's it's that's what it is but i'd like to believe that there's something more than just a red stormtrooper um and calling it a sith trooper um because i think that's kind of lame if I'm being completely honest. Well, um, that's all we really have for news. I mean, there's plenty. Um, I've missed a couple weeks, but nothing that uh, prompted me to write it down uh, and talk about it. So let's go ahead and get on into the episode. Calculate the jump, Chop. <laughs> I can help you. I am Boba Fett. What was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling. Over there. Don't think about it. Kenobi. Ahsoka! Kenobi! Hand it over, Ewok. No! So you mean to tell me you were staging a rescue, not attempting to hijack a Jedi starship? You're welcome! Now, 
It's time for the Rebel Cells. Episode Recap. Sabine Wren and her younger brother Tristan Wren climb over a rocky hill to visit an ancient statue of their ancestor, Tar Vizsla. Sabine had visited the site as a girl when Tristan was still a baby. Sabine treasures the statue for its historic and artistic significance. Tristan, however, points out that the stormtroopers have set up an outpost around the statue. Sabine vows to bring down the outpost. Tristan is unwilling to jeopardize their mission to save an old statue, but Sabine reminds him that the statue is important to Mandalore. Tristan sighs and remarks that he liked her better when she was off in space. Sabine and Tristan climb up the statue. Tristan plants the detonators, while Sabine uses the dark saber to slice apart the outpost metal beams. Sabine apologizes to the statue, which bemuses Tristan. The two then evacuate from the statue. At a safe distance, Tristan triggers the detonators, causing the outpost to collapse. The siblings climb then climb off the top of the statue and look up at the face of Tar Vizsla. Tristan says that they did the right thing, and Sabine adds, for Mandalore. Okay, so you guys know, obviously, I'm a sucker for Mandalore. I'm a sucker for um, Sabine. Uh, I've said it a million times. <laughs> I don't need to say it anymore. Um, it's getting redundant at this point. Um, and this is a period of time between, you know, Trials of the Dark Saber, that arc, and, you know, when she finally comes back um, at the end of season three. And then, you know, goes on further to liberate her father and uh, unite the houses of Mandalore, uh, but she didn't do that. Bo-Katan did that. Anyway, um, this is a time I'm really interested about. I imagine from the basis of what I imagine she was probably on Mandalore for two months, maybe three. Um, I'd have to really go back and check um, just how many episodes we had uh, in between those two and kind of what uh, what transpired between there. Um, but I, I think a good rough estimate is two or three months. Um, that would give her enough time to have had some adventures on Mandalore, which I think is something that we are going to learn about in the future and I think this episode is kind of indicative of that. I only say that because Tristan mentioned a mission and that they were on a mission and I don't think we really ever found out for certain what Sabine was doing with her family on Mandalore um, during this time other than you know reconnecting and and building relationships relationships back. Um, so I would love to see a little bit more about how Mandalore was, um, rebuilding or preparing for war in this time, um, and how Sabine, you know, played a role in this, um, and selfishly, and I'll get into this, I'll get into this now, um, selfishly, I want to see a little bit more of Sabine with the Darksaber, um, story-wise, it made complete sense that she gave it to Bo-Katan, um, but selfishly, being a big fan of the Darksaber from, you know, the Clone Wars and the mythology that they built up around it, and from, you know, loving Sabine, I really just wanted, selfishly wanted to see her have it a little bit longer. Um, and I'm hoping that we're going to get more stories of, def probably not Forces of Destiny, but maybe some kind of comic book, um, maybe, you know, a kid's book. Um, or, you know, even some kind of flashback in The Mandalorian. Um, I imagine, I'm hoping 
that the Mandalorian will get into more of what happened on Mandalore in those years. Um, I really, I like to think of this story, the story of Mandalore, as I've talked about this before, as a good second, secondary story to Star Wars. You know, we have our main story with Skywalkers and the Jedi and the Sith, but everything that goes on on Mandalore, you know, I think that it's a secondary story that we're getting ready to grow on a little bit more you know it has its seeds but with the mandalorian coming up this fall i think that we are going to be fleshing out that story a little bit more and i think that the mandalore story has been told in three uh three major arcs three major stories and i think you know it started in the clone wars and then we got a little bit of it here or there in Rebels, you know, in this time period, and then we're going to close out during The Mandalorian, hopefully. Um, I'd like to think that when we call a show The Mandalorian, you know, it's about him being a bounty hunter, but I'd like to imagine that uh, we are going to get back more into Mandalore and what's going on there um, and what has happened, um, and I think you know, we got a ton of information in the Clone Wars, and we will coming up in the next few months um, with the Clone Wars coming back. Um, we got a sparing bit of information with uh, Rebels, and I'm hoping that they'll find a way to flush out that area a little bit more. Um, they definitely left the fate of Mandalore open-ended a little bit. Um, you know, it was liberated, but... There was, you know, I'm guessing there was still some fighting and, you know, battles over leadership. There are probably, like, some insurgent groups fighting over lead leadership, uh, which is interesting to see. And, you know, things that were happening um, during the time that Sabine stayed on Lothal. Um, I'd like to think that she went home every now and again, but from the way the epilogue looked, I don't think she would have ever left that tower if she had a chance i think it would be it would this is a good place to put a seed to grow on later uh for her time on mandalore and what was going on on mandalore during you know the the, the galactic civil war and after um and i'm hoping we'll get that fleshed out in some way or another in the future um Maybe when we get a this possible Ahsoka uh, Speen team up, um, I don't know, <laughs> but I don't know where I was going with that. Honestly, I don't know where I started with it. But I would, I would, I'm, I'm excited for the possibility that we're going to be learning more. And you know, Tristan mentions a mission, and again, we never saw what they were doing on Mandalore in between the time. Um, I think, in in between those, you know. Sabine leaving and coming back um but I think that I think we've had a little bit of those things kind of told to us but not exactly shown um so those will be things that I'm looking out for in the coming years uh let me see what else I like that Forces of Destiny um has really used episodes with Sabine to show artistic side um not not necessarily that but i like that part of her character and i think that it's an, it's it's a good way to not make characters all the same uh you run into that a little bit uh and you 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 risk running into that a little bit 
um, just having these characters who will fight and they're fighting the good fight um, without giving them little personality traits like this. And I, lo I love that we get to come in here and see Sabine's love for art and, you know, she sees this statue of somebody who she personally has had to look up to, somebody she, her entire people have looked up to. Um, and it's, it's pretty poignant that the, um, that the statue was of Tar Vizsla, um, and it's, it's kind of, it's, <laughs> I don't want to say poetic in a way, but it is that, you know, she freed the statue of Tar Vizsla from the hands of the Empire using, you know, his, uh, weapon, the Darksaber, um, I thought that was interesting, and I thought that that was a good addition to this, uh, story you know they could have just made it a statue of anybody but they didn't um and does that close uh mandalorian his history up a little bit maybe not give us any more that we can build on a little bit um in in the new canon we do not have a whole ton about the mandalorians um that i'm aware of at least right now um i've been off the books lately um and off the comics but uh, in the old canon yes there was plenty of Mandalorian history, but here, not so much. Um, so hopefully we'll open that up a little bit again in the next coming months, talking about Mandalore, hopefully, and this isn't just another badass guy with a gun um, show, but, you know, we'll see what we see. Uh, and hopefully we'll open that up a little bit. That would have been interesting, I think, if the statue had been of somebody else and somebody we would learn about later on maybe in the clone wars maybe in the mandalorian who knows there's a lot of open-ended there's a lot of open space with mandalore right now um and a lot of things that could close in that space um that's coming up in the next couple months with the disney streaming service um and i'm excited for that as a pretty big fan of those mandalore arcs um, and where they've led us in our story. Um, I think it was also an interesting addition. This is the last thing I really have to talk about. Um, I thought it was a nice addition, um, in there to mention Sabine's father and how, you know, she used to come to that statue with her father when she was younger and when Tristan was a baby. Um, but, um, I think that was an interesting thing to add, um, because I think it furthered her want to free it um and i think that that was kind of why they didn't go on because i i was kind of watching this from a standpoint of okay what's the most effective you know i hear they're on a mission and i'm thinking okay i hadn't noticed that before that they were in the middle of a mission um but why she wouldn't just wait until that mission was over um and go back to the statue to uh go free it or take the stormtroopers down um but i think that the addition of the fact that her father and her used to go look at it um was also something that um prompted her to want to do this right away i think we know that her and her father have a much better relationship than her and her other family and i think she cherishes that and with her father you know in custody uh with the uh empire you know that was one of those things that she had that she was going to remember him by and seeing it you know being taken over by the stormtroopers and being imprisoned like her father is um was 
angry for her and that's kind of what made her act right away um and i think by this time in the story she's less impulsive uh, we talked further back um many many episodes ago uh what was the episode called um in the episode crash course i think where we talked about uh sabine's impulsivity um and i think by the area of third season um ending of third season you know she'd grown up quite a bit especially you know after what she's gone through with her family and with uh learning to wield the dark saber i think she's grown up a little bit so the impulsivity and you know risking what the mission they were on um to uh in risking the mission they were on to go uh to free this statue um i think it has a little bit more to do with her family which is a big deal to her um and whether or not she thought about it that way or not um it, her brother was like what are you doing <laughs> she was like i i gotta go do this and i think that kind of serves to that um a little bit more um and that's you know we don't really have a whole ton uh with this episode even though it is one of my favorites selfishly um we're coming up next week <laughs> we're coming up next week with the episode entitled porgs exclamation point um and if i remember correctly that is the episode with chewy and the porgs um or i think the episode itself was chewing the porgs oh yes this is the episode uh with chewy and the porgs and helping them build nests um so you know next week's episode is going to be um little shorter if I if I have to say anything about it um so that's kind of where we're leaving it with now um I think after this weekend um the weekend of let's see today's the 16th uh this weekend you know 19th through 21st or however long comic con is i haven't really been paying that much attention um just because you know like i've said star wars does not uh reveal a whole ton at comic con so it is not something that's huge on my radar right now uh gosh <laughs> and um hopefully maybe we'll have a little bit uh after comic con but as i said before uh, i'm not so hopeful so you know next week um be prepared for a short episode um but um as always thank you for listening and you can stay up to date and all the latest in star wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com you can also follow us on facebook at rebels podcast and on twitter at rebels podcast you can follow us on instagram at rebel cells you can follow me on twitter at cassie scutch that's c-a-s-s-i-e-s-c-u-t-c-h and of course we are part of the thunderquack podcast network head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other podcasts in the network and if you'd like to support us you can do that in one of two ways first by heading to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch or by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack and pledging your support your monthly pledge gives you access to cool exclusives like the thunderquack podcast and the thunderquack group on, on on facebook um thank you guys so much for listening and we'll be back soon with porgs (laughs) 